just because we were also like super busy and it was really convenient to have um have the online ordering but like literally every single time they always fuck something up oh really like yeah i mean that's just what we've had maybe we just have bad luck but it's like they'll say that like they don't have green beans but then you like go into the store and they fucking have green beans and you're just like (laughs) who packaged this like they just like saw all the other fruits and veggies i'm like nope no green beans (laughs) they're like i don't want to look for green beans i hate looking for green beans or it's like you want like three bananas but you can only buy like a whole sack of banana you know what i mean so you're like i can only buy in certain increments i mean it is really nice we used it last weekend i think because we were like in a pinch but we always something always goes wrong we're always like damn (laughs) are you getting it from the interstate one or the saint john's one the saint john's one i have a feeling that it's because it's saint john's because that place is always like oh do you guys do you go to the interstate one Mm -hmm. oh is that one closer to you um by like point one mile so it's like closer not su- uh, substantially but no but i dislike the saint john's one enough in oh, there really every time i go there something ridiculous is sold out like onions oh. like why are onions really yeah oh i've been there multiple times and they have had are, no onions <laughs> are you going on like a sunday afternoon or something um sometimes so Robert and I normally go grocery shopping pretty late at night because it's mm-hmm. just with our schedules and gym and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, the way I said it is like we have a guy named Jim. We got to take her and Jim. <laughs> I meant the gym. Um, and I don't know. Maybe sometimes it was on the weekends and maybe it's because it's really late at night. But I think I've only been there once where I was like, this place is fully stocked. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have been there like way too early, like before they put out mm. food. So I've done that where I've gotten there too early. And then I, I think this last weekend I went there on like Sunday afternoon. It was like after the weekend crowd had come in. So mm. then it was like kind of picked over. Um, but I... I haven't had like that many instances where they've been like out of stuff, but it is, I don't know. I don't like the interstate one because that one to me is like super insanely crowded and I don't like shopping at the interstate one, Yeah, but they have more stuff than the other one. So with the pickup, I'm like, well, I don't mind driving to the interstate one. If I have to go in it, then I don't want to do that. If they don't screw up pickup, maybe we'll do pickup there. Maybe we'll try that sometime. Yeah, I've liked them so Mm, far. They The only thing is today... They ran out of red curry paste, and so they gave me green curry paste. But I don't really think there's... I don't know if there's a difference or not in how much the taste is going to be. It's, it's different, but, I mean, it's it's still, still curry. curry. So I think... you And you love curry, so I think... I love curry. I think you'll be fine. I don't, and I'm making, like, a sweet potato curry. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, it'll be great. So I don't think it'll be a big deal, but... No. We're having Japanese curry this week and Thai curry this week. Like I said, you love, love curry. curry. <laughs> Robert, like, high five me. Like, Fuck yeah. It's curry week. <laughs> curry week. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but it's gone now. Um, so welcome to Tiny Shed Book Club, where we host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. I'm Tia, and I think that Max Hastings needs to be made to eat dirt. I agree. That kid is such a dick. He's the worst. Yeah, I super agree. Um, And I'm Chandler, and I actually have a confession to make, but I'm not going to tell you until the end of the pod. This is the worst intro ever. (laughs) Uh, 
was like, I'll give you a little tease. <laughs> Set it up. Hint, here's my intro. It's hinting at the end of the pod. <laughs> here's my intro. I don't have one. So I'm just making it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I could say it at the beginning, but I think it, I think it'll become better at the end. If so it, it feels better placed at the end. Yeah. And you'll understand why once we get All there. Right, so. I guess. I know. Sorry. Just mixing it up. Mix and mix. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want to start us off? Sure. Let's do it. Um, just give me that that classic Chandler look. If I'm if I'm fucking up. What, <laughs> what, the, what is that look like? It, always just like slightly confused, <laughs> like because it's never like oh you're wrong. There's like I can see it in your eyes where you're like I don't think that's right, but then there's like a slight amount of panic behind it where you're like did I somehow I, get it wrong? That's so accurate because <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and like listening to you and comparing to what I have written. And then I'm like, wait, did I just skip somewhere in my notes? I didn't take a note somewhere. I I pan I panic that I did something wrong. Exactly. And usually. I'm always like, I love how it's so sweet that you're like, oh no, I did something wrong. You're like, no, clearly it's I am not capable of keeping things straight in my no, head. No, no. I think you and I just take notes differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about this before. You're very much like really good at like broad picture. Here's like the main takeaways. Mm. And I'm like trying to give one bajillion details you're a I don't menace to, to note takers yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean you should see these notes i actually did a good job with my notes this time where i don't think i went overboard but it's still a lot of notes i'm proud of you thank you progress thank you <laughs> so this episode is going over part two of a good girl's guide to murder by holly jackson um this is the chonkiest chunk yep of the book that we're gonna read it went from page 103 and it ended on 255 yes um, so it's the, it's the chonker. Um, and remember we ended last, we ended last episode part one with the spoopy note mm-hmm. that was like, quit it girl. In the sleeping bag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just would like to say early on, we need to hit this later, but Chandler mm-hmm. had a dope ass prediction that ended up being true from last episode. And I'm really proud of you. Oh, I forgot about that. I was like writing it down. I was like. Taylor called it. Thank you. But I also, so smart. I also had a prediction that was very wrong. <laughs> All of mine were proved wrong. <laughs> like, I was like, I had a gut feeling that it would be wrong. And it was. <laughs> um, but we start off this section with um, a second interview with uh, Emma, who was Andy's best friend. And we learned that Andy did not like Mr. Ward. Um, who is Kara and Naomi's dad. And Andy's like, um, what? Mr. Ward said that he didn't know Andy well enough Mm -hmm. for them to, like, dislike each other, I guess. Um, So there's also this, like, maybe it's just me, but there was, like, a slight implication that maybe Mr. Ward was the older guy that she's seeing. And I know that it'd be really gross, but I kind of want Mr. Ward to be a shithead. (laughs) Like, I want him to be the baddie for some reason, because he's got this, like, (laughs) this just sheen of perfection on him. Right, right. And, like, Pip grew up with him and like kind of like a second dad like he's yeah. he's like very pure yeah seeming at least yeah which yeah but anyway so there's a slight implication that andy might have been seeing mr ward what? but it was like a hot sec and then we moved on yep um and then pip's like well i need to talk to mr ward and clear this up so she she does and um from mr ward he was like well i didn't really think it was a big deal but Andy was bullying a girl named uh, Natalie De Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, she posted this really horrible video of Natalie to the like entire school, mm-hmm. um, and so he called Andy out on it. But he didn't 
do it in a way that she could get in trouble. He was like, you need to like fix this basically. Um, cause he's like, I don't think she needs to get expelled, but I do think she like something needs to happen. Right. And it made me laugh. Cause it was like, our school has such a no tolerance policy. And I was like, bitch, what school is this? I know. Right. <laughs> like what like, school oh, like would God. actually like <laughs> jump on it and expel a student. <laughs> the no. magic of Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, she, so Mr. Ward talks to her dad and then mm-hmm. her, oh, her and dad. dad. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then we think that Anzi then calls Mr. Ward an asshole, like doesn't like Mr. Ward because basically he told her dad about the videos she was circulating and she got in trouble with her dad. And we think that there's some tension between like yeah. Andy and her dad too. Mm-hmm. So good point. Yep. Um, and then my notes get confusing because I messed up. Well, it, uh, gets, <laughs> it, it just gets confused. Like, I don't know about you, but I got turned around quite a bit where I was like, what are we talking about? Who is a suspect for what did they do again? Like I was, yeah, it was a lot to keep in my brain. And there's some, like the last part of the book, like anytime she's questioning anybody, it was always in her notes. So it was like very clear she was talking to someone. Mm-hmm. In this chapter, we have sometimes where she's talking to them in person and there's not a note set for it. And right. then um so yeah, it does get pretty complicated. Um so after the second interview with Emma, the confronting of Mr. Ward, mm-hmm. um we then um interview Naomi about Nat, because it seemed like Naomi and Nat were pretty good friends and it turns out that they they were pretty close um and naomi's like yeah shit got really bad for nat she was like crying a lot and kind of missed school um and then we go with ravi to interview nat de silva at her goddamn house which just this whole part is just like pip unhinged yeah there's a couple points where i'm like pip what the fuck are you doing like yeah like you're not an actual detective you 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 know this right yeah you are a 17 year old girl and to back up real quick the what we learn about like the beef between Nat and Andy is that Andy is like super threatened by Nat because oh, Nat's like yeah. this like other like pretty blonde girl and she's like <laughs> threatened by that and so then Andy starts just being awful to her like circulating um, rumors and she gets a hold of like I think it's like a topless photo of her and circulates yeah. that and then she like Nat gets a part in the play that she wants and then she she um, threatens to tell everyone that Nat's brother who was like working at the school at the time like I couldn't like custodial maybe I can't remember what he was doing yeah there. um that like he had raped or he was she was gonna threaten to say that she that he had raped her or whatever to yeah. get her to back down from the the play and so Andy's just being like a total bitch oh to, yeah she's not she's got she's got it out for her so she's basically like ruining Nat's entire existence yeah um but sorry go ahead so you're saying Pip and Robbie pay a visit to, to Nat's, Nat's house. house yeah and I I'm not I don't want to belittle the bullying because the level of bullying that Andy is doing to Nat is severe yeah and I but this is also this woman is now like 20 21 mm-hmm. is what they're implying or mm-hmm. older yeah and possibly 22 mm-hmm. and she has a fucking ankle bracelet I know on which I just was like yes the bullying would be intense and I'm sure it would take a long time but like they're implying that it's ruined her life so bad that she like ended up in like <laughs> jail and then like had to get a ankle bracelet yeah, on. it was, was like okay come on well, the whole thing about that was it was like uh nat like went off to college and then her roommate was like being shitty to her and so she like kind of got into like a tiff with her roommate yeah like beat her up yeah and 
and then all of a sudden that means she has an ankle like it doesn't make sense apparently connecticut is really on this shit i mean maybe maybe no picking up no (laughs) bullying no getting into tiffs or you're gonna get an ankle bracelet or maybe i just yeah i just feel like an ankle bracelet is it's overboard like i understand like if you would um what do you call it not sue like not suing her but like you want to press charges that's what i'm thinking of. yeah you want to press charges on her but like i don't think that it ends in an ankle bracelet yeah so that i agree that was like it just seemed weird it jumped many many uh levels up yeah they like i get the author was trying to be like she's a bad seed she's got <laughs> anger issues yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but from nat um we kind of learned that you know obviously andy's bullying was pretty horrific and that nat was like yeah i hated her Mm -hmm. like not really that sad that she's gone um and she left a threatening note in andy's locker which she thought andy would find but it ends up being the police i think when they go looking through the locker at the school they find the note and then they assume it's saul Um, Because they were talking about the note, like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember them talking about it at the beginning of the book, but Mm -hmm. that's what this part made me feel like, was that the note had been found by obviously someone it wasn't intended to be found by. Um, And we then learned that um, from Ravi, that Daniel De Silva is um, a cop who was telling Ravi when Ravi was initially trying to look for clues about Saul and Andy told him to stop looking. Yeah. And it's again, kind of implied that he might've had a fling with Andy. Mm -hmm. Nat's really like pissed about it, obviously, but it does give a little bit more credence to the potential that there was maybe something between them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Nat basically is like, fuck you, get out of here and like slams the door. Yeah. Their faces. Yeah. I mean like they did just kind of like come guns a blazing, like, to interrogate her yeah and then they don't do it in a very kind way where they're kind of like it's you know you caused the bullying to you so you might as well just like (laughs) pip is (laughs) not always very like subtle or smooth with no the way she interviews people she's not tactful it's like it it's kind of cheesy you know (laughs) and where were you on the night of you know what i mean like it (laughs) feels it feels like there's intention behind it and it's kind of goofy but yeah it's not it's not great for that situation. She yeah. definitely pissed Nat off. <laughs> yeah, she really pissed Nat off. So that basically means that, like, they can't ever really go, at least from my perspective, they can't really go back no. and talk to Nat. That was their no. only interview. Yeah. Um. So the next thing I have is that, um, you know, in the first part, Pip had put in a Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act request, a FOIA request, to get some information um, about, you know, Saul's interview with the police and a couple other things. Um, the FOIA, the police, they deny her FOIA request for two out of her three requests, but mm-hmm. she does get Saul's police interview, but it's like super redacted. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, it's really odd to me that a case like this would have as many redactions as it does, but yeah. I'm also not a police officer or You're not? A, I, I'm not. <laughs> Um, but so reading Sal's interview with the police, he does look super guilty. He is Mm -hmm. evading a lot of their questions. He's kind of defensive. At one point he tells them that they were arguing and the police were like, well, what were you arguing about? And he's like, well, I don't really want to answer that question. Yeah. Um, which 
is just kind of like classic stupid teenager. Like, like he's not thinking about the, the repercussions of what he's saying. Yeah. He's just like, well, I can't, I can't tell you like we had, it's a fight between us. Like bitch, (laughs) this is the law. Like this is the police. Like you might want to tell them like they're, and you're like, they're not gonna, he's either like trying to save face for her or Uh for him or for both of them or something. You know, I feel like because Sal has been cast as this, very good person that he's trying to like save face for andy like yeah arguing over some shit some shit that she was like shouldn't have been doing you know yeah what I mean? yeah it just seems so silly that i was like really right now yeah, it's the time where we're gonna really hit, we're gonna stick to them morals yeah <laughs> seems like a silly moment um but then you know as i mentioned it's heavily redacted um which made me think i was like did daniel do, oh. like do a bunch of the redactions like he's taking stuff out like he doesn't uh-huh. want people to see because it reflects on that's him a, that's a good uh prediction or yeah thought. just a yeah. thought because you know a lot of the stuff that was redacted you could kind of assume like what it said it was mm-hmm. a lot of like names yeah. obviously um but i was like i wonder why the the redaction and maybe it never comes up as to why there was that many redactions yeah. um but pip does not tell ravi about the FOIA mm-hmm. document because she thinks it's going to hurt Ravi and she hasn't really put together in her mind yet, like how to present this information. So she's like, well, I'm going to keep digging yeah, and then find the right moment to present this to Ravi. Um, and at one point, Becca or not Becca, blah, Pip goes to a shop to pick up sandwiches and she ends up seeing Becca Bell there, who's Andy's younger sister. Um, and again, Pip unhinged. Yep. She goes, oh, this is a perfect moment to For go up to this girl whose sister died her. and yeah. interviewed her. Like, what? <laughs> girl, what you doing? Like, stop. It's, she's just a heckler. She, she is. She's dead. She is focused. She is ready to go, but she is not very <laughs> attuned. Um, and Becca handles it surprisingly well. This yeah. girl coming up and being like, so about your dead sister. Right. Um, but we kind of don't really learn much other than Becca is interning at the... I think it's the Fairview Review. The Fairview Mail. The Fairview Mail. But she's seeing Stanley Forbes, that guy that we all hate. The the racist reporter. Who is like 100% convinced of Sal's guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's some some juicy gossip. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously Becca gets really upset that like this girl just came like emotionally. She's like, I can't really talk about this, it turns out. Well, but they, part of it Just is because like, they're talking about, like, how she, I think Pip is asking about, like, the tension between, like, Andy and their dad. And, oh, yeah. We learned that their dad, Jason Bell, is a complete asshole. Like, mm-hmm. kind of pits the girls against each other and makes them insecure about the way they look and talks about their mom in, like, in a way that he... he Basically saying, like, you're old and ugly and... Yeah. He's just awful. He's just... He's a horrible person. Yeah. Super awful. And I think that's when Becca starts kind of shutting down. Yeah. And she's like, my mom and I have kind of, like, just gotten our lives back together with just us. And, you know, this is pretty upsetting. And Pip, to her credit, is like, I completely understand. I'm so sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. I hope you're not upset or or mad at me that I like came over or anything. And, and Becca's really sweet about it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, hella weird. Um, (laughs) and then Pip somehow finds Becca's high school best friend, a girl named Jess. 
Um, she, she's, she's good at her, her not job. <laughs> her Facebook stalking, I think is what it was. Um, and in talking to Jess, this is where we learned what Chandler was saying is that, um, Jason Bell is a flaming dick bag. Um, and he, yeah, as Chandler said, like he pits the girls against each other. He's constantly talking about their looks and we learn, um, that while Andy took it and kind of took that and made it into anger, mm-hmm. Becca took it and was self-harming and right. not having an eating disorder and um, just really kind of like folding in on herself. And that's why Andy was supposed to be watching Becca right. the night she went missing because Becca had, I think, just come out of the hospital yep. or something. Yep. Um, so, but from Jess, we learned that Max was mm-hmm. cozying up to Andy mm-hmm. at the parties they would go to. Mm-hmm. And so Max is a lying little weasel. And I wrote that in my notes. And then I have a quote on page 147, which says... Yeah, while you're while you're getting that up, because he, he originally had said that... He's like, I don't know Andy that well. We're just like kind of acquaintances or whatever. And it's like, well, if you didn't know her that well, then why did Jess like assume that you guys were dating if you were that like cozy at parties yeah that's literally what i highlighted oh, okay is we sorry. sometimes spoke yeah but we weren't ever like friend friends i didn't really know her like an acquaintance and i was like girl nobody talks like that nobody uses the word acquaintance in a conversation like that because i Especially remember reading like that the teenagers. first time yeah the first time around i was like oh bitch this guy's hiding I'm just it. like imagining a 15 year old saying oh we're just acquaintances like what <laughs> yeah or the fact that like no teenager ever distinguishes between like oh we're not friend friends like i feel like every teenager hyperbolizes they're like oh yeah they're my friend mm-hmm. like or they'd be like i hate that bitch right right like, there's no in between of like yeah they're an acquaintance who i speak to occasionally right it's that does sound really suspicious now that you put it that way and i remember mm. reading it the first time and i was like oh he he's lot like he knows more yeah. and then this time i was like oh well, uh, yeah but, <laughs> but anyway so max is a lying little weasel and she confront what i love she confronts max in his own damn house in front of his mom this girl's got some serious like spiciness she oh, like yeah. learns about this you know, Max line basically. And she's like, well, I'm going over right to his house, barging on in. Yes. And accusing him like right in front of his mom, basically. Right? I think that's what yeah, happens. She's like vacuuming. And, and then yeah. she's like, Max, you lied to me about a dead girl. And his mom's like, the <laughs> fuck. And then like, yeah, Pip's got some cojones. Yeah. Um, so again, not very subtle. No, <laughs> not at all. She is a bull in a China shop. Um, so she confronts Max and she learns that he gets or he got drugs from Andy Mm -hmm. and some guy in a parking lot sometimes. Um, (laughs) And so during this, he's like being real shady and like looking over her shoulder like a dick. Mm -hmm. And she turns around to his like uh, cork board kind of thing. That's got a bunch of pictures on it. And he, this, this perv still has a semi naked photo of Andy still up on his cork board. Oh yeah. And he just says he found it. Yeah. And he was like, well, I kept it because Andy obviously wanted someone to see it. It's it's so gross. It's, it's disgusting. It's like you have a like a nude photo of a dead girl. Like of yeah. Like like ew on so many levels. Yeah. But ew, especially because she's deceased. Or I guess we don't know that, but like we're assuming because she's been missing for so long. Yeah, you, know? you have a missing and or murdered girl, naked girl. Like, come oh, on, like, you you like even if 
I don't know. Wouldn't you at least be like, that might look suspicious and be like, I'm just going to get rid of that. That's at the bare minimum. Just go, hey, it was weird before. It's even weirder (laughs) now. I should probably take this perv photo down. (laughs) But um, Max did not take the perv photo down. And Andy's like, or Pip is like, the fuck? And he's like, give me my picture back. Um, And then that's pretty much it. And you pretty much get the feeling that Max is continuing to lie about a bunch of shit. Yep. Because he is. Max is the worst. Yep. Um, so at this, Pip is like, well, now, obviously, the best way to go about this is to get invited to a party and then it's just a, subtly interview a bunch of kids at a party. It's so, it's such a, like, what? What kind of plan is this? It's, remi- it's reminding me of uh, <laughs> so One Last silly. Stop when they're, you, know, you call it like the Disney yeah. Disney Channel movie like yeah. plan. Because it's like, it just works out perfectly for everybody. Even yeah. though the plan like really doesn't make any sense. This Thank is- goodness there's a calamity at George's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who we happen to know. Exactly. Um, so she goes to this calamity. And I do have to say that the way she walks into this party and handles herself, I was like, dude, me. <laughs> all over if i had ever went to a party in high school that is how i would have acted the one party i went to in college i literally opened the door looked around and went nah and went home because <laughs> i was like yeah this ain't it, it chief i mean the way it was described was like pretty like you know gross and like everyone's like drinking and it's messy and, and sloppy vomit it's it's gross yeah. it's gross it's definitely not pip's scene no that's for sure so she's wandering around like faking to drink smart girl yep um especially with what she's trying to do she then goes outside because she's like oh that's where druggies are it's yeah, outside I, I love that logic like <laughs> the drug dealers hang out outside <laughs> so i should go outside also i would like to state that at this point they have only said that they are sell- dealing weed and like maybe one other thing is like what yeah. we learned the amount that pip is losing her damn mind over weed is astounding she's she's like because she's talking to, I think it's Steven, when, when she gets outside, this random guy, and she's like, so how about that, like, doobie, that Mary Jane, that, like, good green leaf or whatever. <laughs> she's like, kush. yeah, like, she's, like, going way too hard. Like, it, I think she even said that she just, like, went on Urban Dictionary <laughs> to try and find every word that is what maybe people call she's like she doesn't know what to call weed she's like what do the kids call weed these days what are the youths saying so she's like do you got that roach and so luckily this other kid is drunk and high out of his mind and Uh he just thinks she's drunk right yeah yeah, yeah. so she's kind of like asking him like where he gets where he gets his weeds man and he's like oh there's basically this dude named howie Mm -hmm. who like is in a parking lot and i buy drugs from him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so weird so weird and th- somehow pip does like a ballet pirouette thing and is able to like take a picture of his this guy's phone yeah and the drug dealer but not well, get seen she so <laughs> he like hands her the roach because she's like yeah i want to smoke some weed That's and sweet, sweet weed yeah but she really doesn't want to do it and she also wants to get howie's number from him because she wants access to this like drug this like drug dealer that is giving people drugs at the parties so she like i think she like not so subtly like flicks the roach away she like she's like whoops i just flung it like 10 feet that away (laughs) so he goes to go get it and while he's getting it she's like i'll put my 
number in your oh, phone. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, because he's being creepy. He's like, hey, oh, he's babe. being hella yeah, creepy. He's like, I'll be your weed dealer, and she's like, no, you won't. Uh, <laughs> And so while he's going to go get the weed that she just threw, (laughs) she goes into his phone, looks up Howie's number, and then takes a picture with her phone. But you're right. It is, like, very nonsensical, and it feels like she's, like, doing some acrobatics. Yeah, it just felt so weird. But I totally missed the part where she's just like, oh, no. Well, yeah, and I think it helps that Steven was probably drunk. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, yeah, not paying attention very well. But he, basically, he she's like, okay, I'm done with you. Bye. And she's leaving, and he, like, grabs her. Yeah. And you know, pulls what most like women and female presenting people know, like men can get real shitty Mm -hmm. and he got real shitty. Yeah. And Pip handles herself well. She gets inside, locks him outside. Um, And she pretty much just kind of like goes home after that. I assume she's like, uh, I can't find anybody. And this is lame. She heads to the station. She, she she leaves right after the I'm party. Pretty, well, maybe I maybe I've had the time long wrong. But the next thing I have is she heads to the station. Maybe it's the next day. It could be the next day. Because I have she goes to the station too. But I thought it was like after the party she like went home and was like, well, it, I'll go. It could if be. she goes right after, that's fucking amazing. This girl is unstoppable. The, the minute she knows something, she's, a, she's immediately going to yeah, that thing. She's so, gonna solve it. Yeah. So I think she I think she does go to the station. <laughs> so she goes to the parking lot, apparently. Where Howie's supposed to be, and she's just classic like, Howie. She just waits there for a while, which is so weird. The um, most like the worst stakeout ever. Sh- Bitch, you are the only car in an empty parking exactly. lot. Exactly. I don't and it's it's a wonder she didn't get caught. Cause like at a certain point. <laughs> Her like her phone rings or something happens and she she's calls like, him. Well, she calls. Okay, okay. So like, who we think is Howie shows up to the parking lot and she's like, "Is that him?" And so she calls the number that she got from Steven and it rings and and, and Howie like, answers. Hello. Um, and and then she like panics and hangs up. Yeah. And then oh, he calls the number back and she's like, "Oh shit!" And she's like trying to silence it because he's because mm-hmm. obviously the person's like, "That's weird." Let me call them back. Yeah. And so. This whole scene stressed me the fuck out. I was like, you are a dummy. (laughs) So she's at this parking lot watching Howie. And at first we have a man in like a long trench coaty type thing, um, like a business jacket shows Mm -hmm. up and it turns out it's the racist ass reporter. Stanley Forbes. With his, he got a bunch of money or a packet or something that he like shoves at Howie. And he's Mm like, (laughs) and grumpy noises. And then he leaves. Yep. And all the while, this girl is taking pictures on her phone. Yeah. So we're like, okay, how is Andy's drug dealer, Howie, involved with Stanley? Yeah, like, who's also dating Becca, remember? Yeah. Because we've got so many little twisty, turny spider webbies. At this point, we need, like, a corkboard on <laughs> with the wall with all the, the little the Red yarn. string. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Then she sees Howie meet up with a boy that she knows from school. She mm-hmm. sees a drug exchange. She takes a bunch of pictures. And then this unhinged girl follows this drug dealer back to his house. Yeah, that's when you know she's like a literal psychopath. Like, or what are you? just do- doesn't understand anything. You like, got creeped out by a guy in a backyard and you're going to follow a drug dealer to his house? Yeah, no, not not a good look, Pip. What? Not a oh. good look. And the, the, the only smart thing she does is she calls Ravi yeah. to come show up because she sees in the parking lot, <laughs> I loved this, is a license plate. <laughs> 009 KKJ. In which Chandler and I were like, that's not a license plate. We're like, that's just too 
obvious. It's a code for something. <laughs> I was I was sure of it. We both were. I think I think most of it had to do with when we read uh meddling kids. There were some <laughs> like there were some like codes in there that like meant other thing i don't really remember but, but yeah but it was something like that and i was like oh yeah like these numbering things <laughs> definitely aren't a license plate no way it totally was it's a totally a license plate so, so and that was the license plate number that sal had written in his notes on his phone yes and so they're like okay sal had seen this license plate which is andy's we assume drug dealer yeah so um and then they're like oh that must be what he was saying to Andy when he's like, I'm not going to talk to you until you stop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this, she then calls Robbie and he comes and then they knock on the door <laughs> and she basically is like, yo, I took a bunch of pictures of you 30 minutes ago dealing drugs to people. You should let me into your house and let me question you. And yep. Howie is like, fine, I guess. I feel like she got so lucky that like Howie is, seems kind of like, like a stoner drug dealer where he's just kind of like, this is dumb, but okay. Like if she got, uh, I don't know if, if it wasn't Howie, if it was somebody else who was way more like aggro and like, yeah. had, like weapons and shit, you know what I mean? I just imagine that not all drug dealers are like Howie. Who's like, this is dumb, but okay. Yeah, you sure. I mean? Come it's on like, in. <laughs> this is so dangerous. You don't just so dangerous. Yeah. So dumb. Um, so they get there and they, they learn that, like, Andy is basically Howie's, like, in into the school. And Andy is dealing drugs at the school and getting part of the cut. And she has these, like, code. He tells her to use code phrases for so that people don't figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and they also learn that someone, a.k.a. Max, is was buying roofies mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and so then Pip is like, cool, that's all we really need to know. We'll just leave now. And Howie's like, yeah, the fuck you are. You better delete those photos before I let you leave. Mm -hmm. And then, for, like, magically, this man lets them leave. This drug dealer just lets these two people leave. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. None at all. Um, and we also we also learned that Andy had a burner phone. Oh yes, good um, call. So uh, Howie had bought her a burner phone so that she wouldn't have to use her phone to mm -hmm. do the drug deals and stuff, so she wouldn't get caught. And then we find out from him that she was like stashing the phone and her all these drugs like in her rooms, like. He, like yeah. there was like some hidden spot that she had uh, -huh. uh and that she was selling rohypnol or um roofies to max and mm -hmm. that they all she also like interrogates him about like what were you doing on the night of andy's disappearance and he was like i was drunk on my couch asleep yeah which is like <laughs> not an alibi really but no but pip's like that'll do <laughs> she's like suspicious of him for like a second but it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> last for very long <laughs> not at all um and then what I thought was really interesting is that um, Andy is procrastinating like on this personal essay to oh, Columbia yeah, uh -huh. and that she because she like doesn't she like quote unquote doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Um, and for some reason that is included a lot. And I, <laughs> it is included a lot. And I feel like it's very obvious that like as soon as the essay is like actually due, she's going to be like, well, I'm going to write about my capstone like she's yeah. just gonna like tie it into what she's doing now because like she is a detective and that is who she is and, and she's just a person who wants to find answers yeah she just wants to find it's just like i don't know i felt like it was a little obvious and a little much yeah it was definitely heavy-handed and yeah. i think also and we'll see kind of where we're getting to this in a second but 
I I wanted I think the author was trying to show the similarity almost between Pip and Andy at some point. Like oh. because Andy and her planner is like constantly saying like procrastinating and Pip even mentions like she's procrastinating on her homework. <laughs> and then Pip is like procrastinating. I just thought it was like it's like okay, we like oh the ties they're moving oh, to go. I didn't I totally didn't <laughs> That was, was just, that was too far into the lines. I didn't read, I didn't read between them very well. <laughs> um, so when she's at home, when Pip ends up back at home, she's like eating dinner with her family and she ends up getting a super creepy text that says, you stupid bitch, leave this alone while you still can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's from an unknown number and she tries to look it up online. And somehow this girl knows that you can just code texts from like on like, websites to show up as unknown mm-hmm. i was like who knows it i was like does everybody know this i didn't know this um i didn't know that until my friend i'm not gonna say who it is because <laughs> stupid but my friend she she s- sold her vehicle to uh just whatever to somebody at a certain point and her, her vehicle that she sold was like kind of a shitty vehicle uh-huh. and I don't know how much she disclosed to the person that bought it, but she didn't want to deal with like, she didn't want to deal with if something happened to the vehicle that they were going to like blame it on her after the fact. Um, Because it's like, well, you should get the vehicle checked out by your mechanic. You you know what I mean? Whatever. So she used like some (laughs) like, I don't I think it was like through Google or something. Yeah. Like creates a fake number for you. And so she was like texting, talking to this guy over this like fake number um for all the car stuff and so she sold the car to him and then she you know like deleted the account or the number so that he could never get back into contact with her because she didn't want to get blamed for like damn for if something (laughs) happened to the car that you know like wasn't her fault because he didn't do his due diligence or whatever you know what i mean so yeah i don't want to make her sound like a bad person but she was just 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 like i don't want people contacting me after i like sell the you know what i mean yeah so no i get you yeah okay that's literally the only (laughs) reason why i know about it so it's apparently a thing that people know about because i guess i was like i didn't know um but basically it's an unknown number that she is unable to find Mm -hmm. and then she she's progressively just getting more and oh more unhinged. Oh my god, this part. She <sighs> and Ravi break into Andy's fucking house. They literally break and enter. They yeah, they oh my god. It just it's so like, illegal. What? Well, and if you I feel like when you do stuff like that, isn't it like you okay, me who doesn't know anything about the law but i feel like when you do that it can't necessarily be used in court because it wasn't obtained in like a certain way like you didn't have like a you know what i mean yeah because it's not illegally obtained yeah like it's not admissible in court whatever they call it yeah something like that but yeah it's fucking bonkers and i was thinking about it i read a book earlier this year where someone broke into this person's house and i was like well why did i feel okay with it in that book Mm -hmm. and i was like well at that point it was like people were dying left and right and Mm -hmm. like it was was her family member that she broke into their house yeah and i was like okay that makes sense but this was like you could have just asked the mom can i i'm doing a project if this is okay like she probably would say no and then you shouldn't go into their goddamn room right like, but anyway but she, yeah but anyway they do they do <laughs> they break into the house they get into andy's room and because they're trying to find this burner phone mm-hmm. and so they find her hiding spot which is like a floorboard in her oh, closet it's so it's so cliche it's so stupid um and it's empty like mm-hmm. so empty that it has like 
cobwebs and things in it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you look in and there's like a tumbleweed <laughs> and then like whatever that music is that plays. <laughs> Why is yours way better than mine? <laughs> You're just so more accurate. But it's got, so it's just tumbleweed city in this hiding spot and there is no burner phone. Duh. And the two of them are like, they almost get caught by Becca because she comes home and has to grab mm-hmm. something and yeah. they hide in the closet. Yeah. And then when they're leaving, they're like, well, we didn't find anything. But then they find this conveniently left out planner mm-hmm. and they take a bunch of pictures of the planner from January up until she goes missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes home and she starts decoding this planner. She learns about that TS means the train station, which is the parking lot where you deal the drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, HH is Howie's house, which is where she goes and gets the drugs and drops off the money. Mm-hmm. And then there's this mysterious IV mm-hmm. um, in the planner, which, again, this was kind of silly, but um, it turns out that it is the Ivy house, which is yeah. a little Airbnb kind of... It's like or a bed and breakfast, bed, bed and breakfast. type thing yeah. in the nearest, like the next city over. Mm-hmm. And um, they go there. And the only thing that we really learn is that that's where Andy took that like half naked photo. Yeah. Is in the bathroom at this. The inn. This inn. So she's obviously meeting some- somebody there. Yeah. Which and- is which is why I think they rule out Howie as a suspect because they were like, well, Howie has his own house. So like if she was mm. trying to hook up with him, they would just go to his house. Yeah. So it's okay. got to be. So they're saying it's got to be either someone who like doesn't have their own place, can't have her over or like maybe is already married or something and like has has this like extramarital um, relationship mm-hmm. with her. And then also in the planner that they found, there was like a scratched out number mm-hmm. um and pip is like trying to like read it and so she puts together like a series of like possible numbers that it is and she like calls all of them and like nothing comes of that yeah at, at, of the number that she found so yeah that's a good point um and she then starts emailing a bunch of people about like roofies does anybody remember oh before that oh okay before that they go to they go to the inn uh yeah they go to the inn and they meet the older woman who like owns Mm -hmm. the inn and they show her a photo of andy and like do you do you know her has she Mm -hmm. been here and the woman's like yeah she was here like last week and they're like i don't think so she's like like, been gone for years and the woman's like Mm -hmm. very confused and then uh her grandson ends up coming down and like helping and she's like oh i'm so sorry like she's she has alzheimer's like Mm -hmm. um let me like go take care of her and then I'll come chat with you. So he comes back and they ask about Andy and he's tells them that she, because of her Alzheimer's, she gets timelines mixed up quite frequently. Um, and let me see. Is there anything else I have here? Okay, yeah, the Howie thing that it can't be Howie because it has his own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but as they're leaving, and I'm not clear as to like where this was, if this was like right outside the Ivy House Inn or it was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But as uh, her and Robbie leave, they see Max and Howie arguing over something. And Oh, yeah. And we... At this point, thought Max didn't know who Andy's drug dealer was because mm, earlier yeah. Pip had asked him, well, where does Andy get her drugs? And he goes, I don't, I don't really know, but he obviously knows Howie. Enough to argue with him. Enough to argue with him. Yeah. So that that's kind of a weird coincidence. And Max isn't looking so good right now. Again. I think. He's like 
all he's like super tied in like all of the yeah. on the cork board where everyone is <laughs> there's like one billion strings around max that are pointing him into all the directions all roads <laughs> lead to max yes. right now <laughs> um yeah so after after that, she's emailing people about roofies, asking if people remember, like, people, you know, having something happen after they're drinking. And some people say yes, some people say no. We don't really get the most definitive answer. Yeah. Um, but we do, at some point, and I can't remember when, we learned that Max has a fake Facebook account that shows his, <laughs> like, actual life. Yeah. His Max Hastings one is, like, for family and for, like, colleges or employers right um and then the other one which is nancy what is tango it? tits nancy tango tits when i first read it i said nancy tango titus like i was like <laughs> i was like is this a disease and then i was like oh no it's a it was made probably when he was a young boy and he thought tango tits was funny hilarious um and so she then calls Kara and asks her to help her break into Naomi's Facebook account so mm-hmm. that she can see the pictures of Nancy Tango Tits. Right, because it's like a private account. She can't get in unless she's like already friends. Yeah. And so we see, you know, a bunch of shitty photos of Max. And then on the night of Andy's disappearance, she finds like a bunch of pictures of just, you know, Max, Naomi, um, and then the other two who I don't ever remember. Millie and Jake? Yeah, something this, like that. I love how they, like, never have come up at yeah, all. we besides, don't go talk to them at all. No, besides the fact that they were like, well, they were there that night. <laughs> Millie and Jake. They Just, were there. They existed. <laughs> um, but at midnight, she finds this She finds this one photo of all of them. Max, Millie, Jake, and Naomi mm-hmm. all together yep. in one photo. Mm-hmm. And Pip goes, wait a minute. Who's the one taking the photo? <gasps> And she sees on Naomi's phone that it is like 1201 or something. Yeah. And she learns it's, and she somehow sees a reflection in the window. Right. And enhance, enhance. I, right. And it's a blue sky. <laughs> yeah. Just, can you zoom in? <laughs> enhance. Um, she sees the blue shirt that Saul was supposedly wearing that night. And she determines that Saul was there. That his mm-hmm. alibi was true. He, that he was the one taking the photo of all four of them. Mm-hmm. And when she's looking at all these photos that are posted on that from that night, it's like uh, Max and Naomi and the two other friends were posting the photos at the same time. So they like mm-hmm. all logged in on like a Tuesday or something and posted the photos at like 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, which is like kind of strange that they were all yeah. like mm-hmm. somehow coordinated in posting these photos. Yeah. And so she's like, so that initially was suspicious that they all mm-hmm. posted at the same time. And she was like, it was also weird that it was like very innocuous that it was like just the four of them constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like none of it was like photos before he left. It was just right. apparently after he left. Something's um, going on. So something's something's a, a miss at the crick. <laughs> <laughs> something's a miss at the crick. <laughs> Would you mind flipping the lights, which is getting a little dark in yeah. here? No. Yes, there you go. I, <laughs> I do that. Do I do that too. I do the wrong one every time. It's okay. I don't know why. Oh, I think maybe I have to like click one of those to get that. The it's fine. Do you we don't need to it. turn it on. Nah, okay. we're good. Um, ba 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 ba. So she's like, they're bad. Um, she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> she's like, if you could just sing the rest of the podcast, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so Pip is like, yo, I'm being lied to. And then she just, again, she just goes over to Kara and Naomi's house. And conveniently, Wait, before, before she does, really? Yeah, before she does that, she and Ravi do a full reenactment 
Oh, of, yes, that's right. Of what Sal would have I literally had wrote to it down. Too. And I missed it. <laughs> you were so excited to get to this next part. So they, um, so with the new time and what they think Sal would have left the house, like shortly after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, At the time he said he left, which was like 12, 15 or something. Right. He would have had like 45 minutes or whatever it was to, to basically kill Andy and get, get rid of her. So they do a full reenactment where um, they like pretend that they're Sal and they pretend they're going to go meet up with Andy and then they like fake kill her. And like they're doing all this like really fast because they're trying to be like conservative as if like it was plausible that like yeah. Sal could do it. And they like drive her body to like the nearest spot where they could dump her. And they like really quickly like fake dig a hole and like mm-hmm. dump her car on Mon- Monroe or whatever. And then walk back to his house. And he, Sal would have needed, um, or Sal should have been able to do this within 45 minutes if it was mm-hmm. possible. And their like super like speed boosted reenactment was like over 58 minutes. And they're yeah. like, it's not possible. He could not have done that in the new time frame. Yeah. So good. Thank you for bringing that. Cause yeah, the re- recreation basically proves and the photo basically mm-hmm. proves that Sal was not the one yep. to kill Andy. Yep. Um, and so in this, she goes and confronts, um, Max and Naomi and somehow Max is just at Naomi's house. They're like working on resumes and shit. Yeah. So convenient. Um, but anyway, she's like, what the fuck? Like I, this photo right here proves that Saul was there. And Naomi immediately goes like, are you fucking kidding me, Max? Like, how could you have posted that? Uh, Like that one. uh And she's like, I thought you like, we got rid of all of the ones and they learn that, um, Max, Naomi, Millie, and Jake had apparently been in the car at a party, mm-hmm. and they were all really drunk, and they needed to get home, and Max said, oh, I'm not that drunk, and then they ended up driving home, mm-hmm. and they jumped the curb, and they sh- hit someone, Yeah, and they thought he was dead, and so they just left Yeah, and did nothing, and it yeah. turns out the guy lived and is paralyzed from like the waist down. And so they fucked up a dude's life. Yeah. And they said that someone anonymously contacted them and said, if you don't recant your statement about Sal, about Sal leaving at like 1215 yeah. and saying that he left earlier, um, you need to post these pictures like first thing this on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't do all this like recant your statement and all this i'm gonna tell everyone what you guys did right so they're basically being blackmailed yeah yeah because max is an idiot and decided to drive drunk do drunk driving and hit hit this guy who apparently survived like was like in a coma and is now like a paraplegic Mm. um uh and i think he's like paralyzed or something and they have such bad guilt over that and somehow somebody knows this and mm-hmm. they they're naomi and max like arguing like how who like who would have known this like yeah. who slipped up who like said something and they um can't figure it out and like max is being such a dick through this whole thing like he's like doesn't want to tell pip the whole story he's like mm-hmm. no like you know we don't need to involve her or whatever and Naomi's like she freaking is here with evidence like we like, need to tell knows. like we need to tell her what happened and naomi is like very upset like she's mm-hmm. upset by the whole thing she's like we didn't mean to hit him like it was so stupid and like she's very like fraught about it you can tell that yeah. she like actually cares and it's it, it she knows it how much it sucks and they 
didn't feel like they had a way around the blackmail, right? Yeah. They were like, I, they had to do it. So they basically had to lie that mm-hmm. Saul left at 10, which he didn't. And then they got rid of evidence that he was like with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they're basically like, um, yeah, we know that Saul didn't do it. And then Pip is like, well, did you guys kill Andy? And both of them are like, no. Mm-hmm. And this is like the one time that when Max said you were like, okay, at least I kind of was like, okay, this is the one time that I'm like, you're not lying. Yeah. But like Max, as Chandler was saying the whole time is deny, basically like trying to come up with reasons why it's not his fault. Like he's like, the guy came out of nowhere. And it was like, mm-hmm. no, he jumped in the street. She's like, or, no, you jumped a fucking curb and hit this man. And he was like, Naomi, we all agreed. Like, because mm-hmm. he's he's like we all agreed to, that i could drive home and she's like well you basically lot like we thought that you were okay to drive and, and you, we were all you, fucked up and you weren't so like yeah we agreed because we thought you knew what you were talking about and that you weren't super drunk so like mm-hmm. i it's yeah he's like tr- like he's taking he's not taking the blame yeah he's like we were all in this together and i'm like you were the one that made the shitty decision and he's also being like well we all agreed to like not like tell anyone about the guy and naomi's Mm -hmm. like no we didn't you like basically blackmailed us then yeah and to not telling anybody and yeah that was just i was like oh my god (laughs) send the shitty guy to prison for being drunk why are you protecting your friend like that like he's clearly a shit bag you knew he was a shit bag yeah i think that's like the teenager thing like well we were all drinking like i don't want to get in trouble like it's which doesn't it they're not seeing the bigger picture yeah they're not seeing the bigger (laughs) picture um and they're like loyalty to your friends or whatever Um, but that's pretty much how we end part two is and pip is so they're like are you gonna go to the police and Pip mm-hmm. is like, I won't go to the police just for Naomi's sake because she doesn't want her best friend Kara to lose her sister. Her sister, because she's already lost her mom to cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, Well, I'm gonna instead try to find another way to prove Sal's innocence by like trying to find the excuse me, the like actual killer. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's where we end. We end part two. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh okay you got thoughts Thoughts, predictions gripes yeah so um i think max is definitely like a false or not a false a red herring Uh uh-huh um i I mean he's just too shitty of a character to like you know what i mean like yeah he's like he's a shitty dude but i don't think he killed yeah he's so overtly shitty that it's almost like there's no way that he like it would be too like if it if it was max it'd be like the fuck like yeah <laughs> i read this whole thing for that <laughs> exactly so i don't think it's max and the only other thing i came up with and i don't even i don't even think it really came up in this set of chapters but <laughs> at least earlier mm-hmm. i was thinking back um one of the notes i think it was the first note that went to her sleeping bag it it said like pippa like her full name yeah and to me and i think this is gonna go either way but to me that indicates someone who knows her because it's to me it's like like Aaron's sister everyone calls her Nikki mm-hmm. like Nikki is her like everyone knows her by Nikki but her like family and like close family friends and whatever like call her Nicole mm. like her her full name and like I mean we call her Nikki too but like she's known as Nicole yeah and so to me like saying Pippa and not like Pip or something else is like feels formal 
kind mm. of like yeah. maybe it's someone who knows her or i don't know that's just kind of the feeling that i yeah. got i think last episode you predicted that it was naomi who put that, i did say yeah that i thought naomi would definitely and have. i think max and naomi hint at the fact that they were the ones in the in the forest that night oh okay i didn't catch that that there were i think there was a um there was like a quick minute where it was like um we were kind of like at least that's what it it my mind picked up Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't remember that part it might not have been actually in there but yeah i agree with you that i think that note was from someone who knows her yeah and then i think the second the touch the text yeah which had completely different tone yeah and everything which was like like, you you stupid bitch yeah that that one feels like it's from a completely different person yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and we have like burner phones being talked about so Uh i'm like there's something there's something happening with these phones yeah something's going on for sure i actually don't think her like fifth option of andy being the one who like staged all this Uh uh-huh is that (gasps) far-fetched okay because they can't find the burner phone true yeah Saul ends up with andy's phone in his hand yeah like when they find him so like who gave that to him Mm -hmm. so i i think i think that there's andy's got something like she did something and she's like starting over with her older guy or something oh my god that's a good prediction yeah because then when you brought up the old woman that said like oh i saw her last week Uh uh-huh and like they uh were like oh it's alzheimer's at the time when I read it, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, it's Alzheimer's, whatever. But then when you brought it up again, I was like, maybe Andy's maybe actually, yeah, like coming around. around. But it would be weird for her to be like, I'm going to go to my old stomping ground. Oh, yeah, and- my old hookups. That is true. That is well, weird. I mean, like, I think you, I think you have a point, but it just is just like, if you're trying to be hidden, wouldn't you go yeah, far away from that place? True. But I, I think your, uh, your theory is much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and, but then also, like, the inn was being sold. Like, it doesn't look like it's been, like, operational for people to come in for a while because mm-hmm. he's trying to fix it to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. But it's just, I, as I've been reading, I was like, no, no, no. I don't think it's might not be that far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other predictions or thoughts? That's that's really all I had that's from it? that set. Yeah, what about you? My last thing is that I was just really bummed about the Max and Naomi bit. I thought it was like, I was expecting Which, so much. The At the end? Yeah, that they lied about it. Oh. And that's all really what, I was like, oh, I was expecting something a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was it, good, but I want, I, I guess I wanted something more. I, I agree. When I, I feel like when I read that, it was not as juicy or like it was it was like oh this is you got blackmailed and that's the reason why like yeah yeah i i feel like it could have been it could have felt more important of like why they had to lie about yeah like the 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 reason should have been stronger and it wasn't yeah very strong exactly that's kind of how i felt like i was hoping for something more exciting than like oh you're just shitty teenagers (laughs) yeah yeah okay Um, but it was, it wasn't bad. It just was like, I was hoping for something more and it does make it more interesting that now it's a two part mystery as opposed Mm. to like Mm -hmm. just one part. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting, but I was a little bummed out about it. I agree. I agree. And you have, you said what your, your intro thing is? No. And I can tell you now. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're the intro in in the middle. (laughs) My confession, um, is that I've actually finished the book. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. So I didn't want to say it before because I actually like read 
part two i took all my notes i had uh, all my smart ev- okay. thoughts and pr- i had it all done before i moved on because i wanted to make sure that like mm-hmm. m- that i wasn't gonna like accidentally um say anything that would be a spoiler or whatever so like yeah. this is all true to how i felt and all the stuff that went through my head for this part but I've finished the book and I know what happens. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm very sorry that I did that. I, I was like, I was very engaged with this book and I had a hard yeah. time not. So I don't mean to do that and I won't do that often, I think. But I was just like, it got to the point where um, I was just like, I have to, I have to know more. Like, yeah. we know that Sal's not in mm-hmm. the picture because he was the one taking the picture. And I'm just like, fuck tell me more and I like I couldn't I couldn't like it was it was that like itch that you like desperately need to scratch and I was like I'm just gonna read the rest of the book I think you did it the right way though like if as long as you take your like notes Mm -hmm. and process your feelings that like that way and then come in that's yeah I think that's great like as long as you've got that like if you had like gone on and then like gone back like mm. you'd definitely be like oh come no. on man yeah no that would have been I don't even think I would have been that mad at like I'm not <laughs> mad at all now I didn't <laughs> starting over I wouldn't have been upset even if you had said like I just read all of it and then I took my yeah, notes because it was just I, too good yeah and I and I definitely made sure that this was all from my thoughts and feelings on yeah. part two, but it's uh, it's funny to have gone through this knowing what actually happened. And like, we're talking about predictions, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited for you to finish. <laughs> so we can talk about it again. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So the next episode, we're finishing off the book. It's part three. Part three, the finale. Yeah. The final bit. And I won't spoil anything for you. Don't do it. I won't. Stop. <laughs> so it's 2.59 to the end, people. Yes. Almost there. <laughs> I love the three-parters. Something yeah. about like a three-parter. Three-part like, just really, It's like satisfying. Yeah. But okay. Um, Is that is that it for the book? Yeah. That's that's it. We're moving into f- fuck yes and fuck you. Let's do it. What is, uh, what is your fuck you? My fuck you is um, a fuck you to fixing your posture oh I'm as, trying, as you're sitting really straight i'm like hunched over like uh the hunchback of notre dame i'm trying so hard to correct my posture oh, because i was starting you. to notice i was getting horrible like neck pain and headaches oh. and it's because my posture so shitty and my posture sleeping is atrocious how do you sleep like a curled up armadillo oh like just <laughs> And it's, like, bent into weird positions. Okay. And so I've had to, like, sleep and think of, like, okay, is my head aligned mm. with, like, my spine? Or am I bending it, like, weird? Yeah. Um, and it has helped with the headaches. Wow. Like, already. That's great. Yeah, so it's helpful. But, God, it's so annoying. It's, like, constantly being, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Posture is not trying, easy. No. And trying to, like, remember, like, where to put my shoulders and all. It's just... And, like, I'm trying to figure out where the microphone is supposed to be now with, like, trying to sit. Oh, well, if you ever, I mean, we're at the end now, but if you ever want to just be like, pause, I need to fix this, we can do that. (laughs) But it's just, like, trying to remember it. But, yeah, so fuck you to that because it's hard for my my dumb brain to remember it. You're going to thank yourself later, though. Yeah, I will not uh, hopefully be an old person that's, like, 
Yeah, that's going to be that. me. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to fix my... No, I probably shouldn't fix my posture. It's pretty bad. But yeah, what's your fuck you? Um, okay, my fuck you. I actually wrote this before we. you showed me the... Is it Shen Wang? Oh, yeah. He, I, so I wrote this before, but it was funny that he brought it up in his, his stand-up bit. So I my fuck you is to open shelving. Um, because, <laughs> like, we, we store shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like... We have some, you know, plates and glasses and some like pans and shit gets dirty. Like (laughs) I have this like pan that was like a glass pan, like up kind of on the top open shelf that we have. And Mm -hmm. I like grabbed it down so that I could bake with it. And it was like greasy and dusty. And I'm like, I have to wash this before I use it. And then after I use it, I have have to to wash wash it it again again. (laughs) just to put it on the shelf where it's going to get dirty again. And it makes me so annoyed. That is really annoying. I hate that. And in the Sheng Sheng Wang, Sheng Wang, what is it? (laughs) Sheng Wang. It sounds... Sounds so awful. No, that's why I'm laughing is because I know what you're doing is you're just like, I can't remember what his name is. It's but Shen- because of Shang Wang. Oh, Shang Wang. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in his stand-up bit, he was talking about, I think it's at the top of the fridge. Uh-huh. On the top of the fridge is like gross and dirty. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what <laughs> open that, shelving is. It's that greasy kitchen dust. It's that, so gross. Like, it's going to be, what he says is going to become oil one day. Yes. <laughs> like, it's exactly. And, and, and yeah. Oh, that, so that's, that's that my is, fuck you. That is a big fuck you. <laughs> I'm changing my fuck you to that. <laughs> a fuck you to that pan. I, okay. When we live with Robert at the old house, mm-hmm. I was dumb enough to be like, I'll clean the kitchen when we were like cleaning the house before mm-hmm. we moved out and I did I cleaned the top of the fridge and it was so yeah. not fun I've done that at every house I've moved out of and you're like on the hood over yep. the oven where yep. it gets the fucking nasty uh-huh. shit oh my god and then the light in our old house over the like island table thing oh, uh-huh. it got on there too so I had to really? spend time cleaning that grease off the light bulb yeah. I was like oh my god oh but yeah Anyways, uh, so what is your fuck yeah for this week? My fuck yeah was um, a fuck yeah to how wonderful this weekend was. It was just really great. Like on Saturday, Chandler and I baked together (laughs) and we had a ton of fun. Um, And then the boys came over and they made, uh, Aaron made smash burgers and they Mm. were fucking delicious. And then we just like hung out. It just felt like a family day. Like we got to. It was like a family it day. It was like a family day. And it was just nice that like our little like family like got together and had a nice day. And it was, it was really fun. And then on Sunday I played soccer and mm-hmm. it was just, it was a good game. It was fun. It was a really good game. It was hard. So uh, hard. But it was, it was a good difficult. Yeah. It yeah. was so much fun. And I'm feeling like talking to more of the the women on the team and mm-hmm. they're all such fantastic people and yeah so it's just nice to to have more friends and then i built my bookshelves it was just a wonderful oh, you, did you finish i did yay <gasps> well not finish finish because i have an entire giant tub left and i have oh. run out of shelf <gasps> room um open shelving <laughs> open shelving well i do need to put up more shelves at the entrance but i'm also gonna pack up all the books that I like read in middle school that I can't bear to get rid of, but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to display them. Okay. Um, So I'm going to pack those up for storage um, because I just can't get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Excuse me. Um, But yeah. So it's just a really great weekend. I felt very happy. Oh, I can't wait to (sighs) 
sorry <laughs> that, was, that seemed like a big burp <laughs> it was just like it hit weird your face it was like it came up and then it was like gonna come out your mouth and you like held it in <laughs> with your tight little lips <laughs> it was like this is one of the one that's not a big burp but it's gonna be one that's gonna fuck up my voice so much that people are gonna be like what's happening to you <laughs> well you did a good job of like turning away and not doing it directly into well, the microphone seeing as i'm the most burpy person ever every time we record <laughs> but what's your fuck yeah um my fuck yeah is it's not even something that's happened yet it's just something i'm excited to happen uh, and uh so you're talking about like getting to know some of like our soccer team mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff and so my book yeah is that this coming weekend we're gonna do like a small little barbecue with some of our teammates and come over hang out do some team bonding and i'm just yeah i'm excited for hanging out with them like outside of the outside the field and eat some good food so yeah yeah, that's my book yeah i'm excited about that too yay uh okay i think I think that's a wrap. I think it is. Okay, so next episode, we are going to finish up A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And uh, Tia can learn what I already know. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge. (laughs) All right, well, don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you. Bye.